Welcome to the Money and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Nelson. My mission to empower millennial couples to make money moves that won't just improve your financial health, but strengthen your marriage as well. In this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tricks, both from my experience as a certified financial planner and from my own marriage, to help you and your spouse kick financial anxiety to the curb and use your money to create the lives you love together. Let's get started. Most of the time when you tune into financial articles or podcasts or any sort of financial media, when we talk about budgeting, we tend to come at it from the perspective that you're spending more than you should be. Where can we cut back in your budget? How do we track and implement and maintain your budget over time so that you're not overspending? And by and large, when we look at the percentage of Americans who are living paycheck to paycheck, that is generally the right approach that we should be taking. Um, At least eventually, I actually recommend that most people start their budgeting process not worth looking for places to cut, but just to get an awareness and an understanding of where your money is going in the first place. But nonetheless, right, typically when we talk about budgeting, we're talking about overspending needed to cutting back. This episode is for people in the exact opposite position, people who really enjoy saving money and would much rather save money than spend it on stuff today. People who who might even be underspending compared to both their their incomes and savings rates, right? What do we do if you're in that position? At what point is it okay to start spending some money? Let's talk about that a little bit. You know, I, I, I have seen, I don't see this all the time, but there are a couple cases that immediately come to mind that I've seen over the past few years where one of the, the main financial things I've worked on with a couple is learning how to get comfortable and being okay spending money, right? If if your natural inclination is to save everything that you can, that's good, right? You're setting yourself up for long-term financial success, but at some point you got to be able to enjoy some of that money as well. And particularly then once you get married and you have a partner, if, if your partner enjoys spending money more than you do, like you've got to come to terms with that and, and find that right balance. And so let's talk about that, right? At what point is it okay to loosen up a little bit and to, to start spending more money? And if so, how much? The, the first question I would ask you if you're in that position is, are you financially stable? And, and until we get you to a point where, where you have some financial stability under you, it really is a good idea to, to you know, in the short term, really focus on just saving as much as you can. That, that's not the time to start spending more. Now, what do I mean when I say you're financially stable, right? A few things. First and foremost, you're out of consumer debt, right? If you're out of credit card debt, your student loans are paid off, you don't have car loans, things like that, right? That, that That's step number one, is getting to the point where you, you have a whole, you know, you have a, you have a control over how much debt that you have and you've either have eliminated that or are quickly eliminating that from your life. Mortgages are a little bit different, right? Of course, but 
you know, I'm talking credit cards, student loans, things like that, right? If your goal is to pay those off, the faster you can do that, the, the, the more you can focus on it, the, the better off you'll be. So that, that's thing number one. Um, thing number two in being financially stable is having an emergency fund, right? You know, we can talk at a different point in time about how much you should have set aside in case of emergency, but you know, somewhere in the ballpark of three months for two income households, of your expenses, we should have set aside up to maybe six months or so of expenses if you are either um, single or you know, if you're listening to this podcast, presumably you're married, one income households should you know, set aside somewhere in the ballpark of about six months of expenses as well to cover unexpected job loss, unexpected bills, things like that. Depending on what you have going on in your life, you may decide to, to actually up that a little bit more. But you know, until you're at the point where you have that emergency fund under you, saving as much as you can is a good thing. That's not the time to start spending more. Um, you know, and, and then from there, right, are you contributing to retirement accounts? Are you um, saving money for a down payment for a home if you haven't bought one already? Or do you, you, know, do you have a home and are you, do you, are you squared away with, you know, having money set aside to cover the different expenses that come with home ownership? Once you're in a position where you can handle all of those things and you're in a job work that you don't expect to be losing, right? If, you're, if your job security isn't very high, um, that, you know, that, that, that's a time to save while you can as well, right? But at, once you get past all of those things, you're largely out of debt other than your mortgage. You have an emergency fund set aside. You're, you, you are saving money to begin with. Um, and, and your job stability is is pretty good. Once we cross through those th thresholds, that's the point when we can start talking about enjoying your money a little bit more. You know, you, you, you've worked hard to get to that point. You, you've made the sacrifices you've needed to to set aside enough money to cover all those things. It's okay to spend some money after that. You might not expect a financial planner to, to say that, but but it is. You should be spending and enjoy, enjoying some of your money, right? You want to keep saving. Um, and, and this is where it's harder to talk about specific dollar amounts than it is just talking about percentage of your income. Um, that is kind of generally how I like to look at this after we get an emergency fund in place for you and things like that is how much are you saving of your income and how much are you um, spending particularly on like lifestyle spending, fun money, that kind of thing. Typically I find, uh, and this is a very, very rough approximation, right? Depending on like, if you have kids, this is going to look different, um, than if you are newly married, like the, 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 these, these targets should change a little bit as you go through different phases of your life. Um, but generally a good starting point I find from what I've seen across you know, just the data sets I've seen of financially successful couples. Um, when we look at your income, uh, a, a decent approximation, when we look at your take-home pay after taxes, if you are doing something like spending half of your take-home pay on your living expenses, right? The you know bills, utilities, housing, food, um, transportation, things like that, right? The stuff you have to spend money on at each and every month should be you know about half of your after-tax income at a max would be just kind of a good starting point for that 
um, 25% of your after-tax income, your take-home pay, going toward kind of more fun type expenses, gifts, travel, restaurants, um, things like that, right? And then saving the other 25%, whether that's in a retirement account or for, for other goals that you have. Those ratios tend to work really well in the long run for most couples. Uh, half of your expenses going toward your cost of living, a quarter of your income going to your kind of fun money or discretionary spending, and a quarter of your income going into savings. That ratio works pretty well. And so, you know, you, if certainly if, if you can get away with having 40% of your income rather than 50% going toward your kind of cost of living, that, that's great, right? Those aren't targets per se, but they should at least tell you if you're in the ballpark. And sometimes I come across couples, right, who like to keep all of that stuff really low and save 40 or 50% of their income. If that's the case and you're starting to feel like that's hard, that's because it is. It, it's okay to let your foot off the gas a little bit. And the final thing I'd share with you to think through about this is why, why is it that you're trying to save as much as possible? If you're constantly, you know, get joy out of saving as much money as you can, if you don't like to spend money, why is that? Is it for a specific goal that you're trying to save for? In which case, like that, that's a good reason to want to save as much as you can. Right. Is it just because you like saving? Is it just because it makes you nervous to spend? Is it because that you know, spending brings up guilt and shame emotions, things like that? Right. That's pretty common, too. And so, you know, why it is you're feeling inclined to save as much as you can is a question that's worth reflecting on a little bit. Because that does dictate you know, how it's going to make sense to move forward. At the end of the day, right, we want to align your spending and saving with what's most important to you. And to, to do that effectively in the long run, after you've built yourself some financial stability, is going to involve having some fun money to spend each month and getting comfortable with that, and making sure that you're doing enough to, to save for the future as well. Finding that right balance is really important. And I wanted to just spend some time talking about it from the other side of the equation today, because there are um, some people I've worked with for, for years now who... We've spent a lot of time over the years talking through how to get comfortable spending money that you have rather than putting it into savings. Uh, that's okay to do, as long as you're doing it uh, in you know, the, right, the right proportion uh, while you're allocating your money toward the things that are most important to you. There is nothing wrong with spending some money. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Money and Marriage Podcast. If you want to learn more, you can access my favorite money exercise for free if you head to paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Again, that's paysetterplanning.com slash money and marriage. Get your access today and I'll see you next time.